Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa. It is a beautiful day. It's Wednesday. The sun is shining, and actually, there's a bit of warmth coming into the air. How are you, Danny? I'm praising the Lord, Sharissa, and it is a glorious day indeed. A bit of wind out there, but the birds are still flying, and um, the Lord is on His throne, and Jesus is coming soon. Amen. That's what this show is all about. Looking up. Absolutely. Amen. Because your redemption draws nigh. And of course, we've got the wonderful Shell, our producer, ready here. She's got some beautiful songs lined up, so we're in for a treat. Oh, absolutely. Shell is just amazing. Amazing. (laughs) I often wonder... uh, Shall she deliver again or shall she not? And she she always, she always delivers. Does. Yeah. God is so good and Praise giving us such a wonderful producer. Now, we want to remind you just of a couple of things. Uh, first of all, if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to feed back to us during the program, you can contact us. We have a studio number. You can call or text us on 0491064669. Also, the Looking Up show at the moment, we are in the beginnings of an exciting series on the days of Noah. Amen. And uh, we began this last week, and I think you're going to recap for us a little bit more about this. Yes, soon. that's right. We're going to we're going to dig a little bit deeper, but we'll do a little bit of a summary at the beginning of our study when we kick that off. All right. So if people missed it, uh, don't worry because you can access all the past presentations that happen here or all the past discussions on looking up. You can just simply go to the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website, and it's all there in podcasts, so you can browse the, the past episodes. Just go to Looking Up, and we are there. Yeah. And speaking of uh, episodes and past episodes, we are also coming on to the final week of the End of Time series on the end.digital. And so tonight at 8 p.m., we'll send a couple of reminders throughout the program today too, but at 8 p.m., we're in the last final three of the series, uh, The End of Time, and it will be live here on Faith FM. So all you have to do is tune in live here, or you can go to the end.digital YouTube channel or the end.digital Facebook page and the Moa Man's back. The Moa Man's back right on cue, right on cue. That's how you know it's live. Yes, <laughs> um, yes and so you, people can also watch uh, what's happening there. Mm, amen. It's been a great series, uh, such a blessing and so much um, so much interaction oh. from so many people right around the country and I guess even around the world. Yeah, and so uh, we, we hope to get some of that even today, mm. comments or questions. And by the way, tonight's topic, I'm just looking at the list here, it's called The Battle at the End. Wow. That's tonight, so 8 p.m. Well, we are going to have a, go to a song break now with Anna Beden, Unimaginable. And then when she's done, we'll be back and we'll be sharing about what's happening in the world and why we believe even more so this week, even than last week, that Jesus is Amen. coming soon. Amen indeed. Joy deep inside your soul Have you ever felt A love that never would grow cold And have you ever found The peace that trumps No matter what may come And the patience of a high school teacher (laughs) There's a place We're going to There's a place With all those 
Listening to Looking Up, and that was Unimaginable by Anna Beden. Well, that was a beautiful song. It did, was. You, did you notice how those words ended? I didn't. Um, <laughs> I was worried about coming back. Yeah, how did they end? <laughs> the, the words ended with Jesus Take Us Home. Oh, Jesus Take Us Home. It's a song on, on the second coming, the so- a song on you know that bright light at the end of this dark tunnel that we are in and this tunnel, this world tunnel that is getting darker sadly by the day. And, yeah, the good news is that that bright light is the light of the world, Jesus Christ. Amen. On that note, I guess that sets the platform for us to talk a little more about the signs of the times happening right now. Yeah. Um, What what have you noticed? Well, I said this last week, Shari, so you may remember, um, and our listeners may may recall from last week, Compared to last year, last year we all know 2020 was a hectic year. The world was turned upside down. Um, But compared to last year, this year 
is on a different level still. Um, it's, it's almost like last year, you know, we've forgotten about last year. Um, you know, what, what we went through, not that we've forgotten. You can't forget. However, um, you know, I, I remember, I remember a Time magazine, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of 2020 and, uh, it, it had on the front cover, you know, 2020, um, on the calendar and it going up in smoke. You know, going up in smoke because 2020, we want to put that behind us. Let's just, you know, put that on the bonfire, destroy 2020. It was a year that, you know, we don't want to remember. Delete that year and 2021, you know, it's going to be a completely different year in a positive sense. Mm. And this year is turning out to be far worse um, than, than 2020 when it comes to people's fear anxiety, stress, depression, um, you know, and, and, and so we're seeing, we're seeing a convergence of so much of um, what Jesus said would take place before he comes. And this tells us that he is coming. There, there's a number of things we can share and which we may share, uh, spend a few moments on, but it really does tell us that Jesus is the only answer. I, I, he I really is. Him. I mean, I don't, I don't see, you know, I pray for the politicians, you know, our premier, here in New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian, I, I pray for her every day. I pray for our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. I pray for, you know, all our government and political leaders from, you know, the local level all the way to the federal level. However, they don't have the answers to mm-hmm. the Titanic um, challenges that we are facing, and, and they don't have them. I, you know, I've listened to some of the press conferences. I don't know if you do. They're kind of happening on a daily basis now, mm-hmm. like up and down the East Coast and and, and, and elsewhere. And, you know, I listen to the reporters and the questions that they're asking and politicians being politicians are very good at um, an experience that, you know, kind of wiggling away from those questions. And the bottom line is they just don't have the solutions to the challenges that we're facing because right. it's, it's just beyond them. It's beyond humans. And that's what Jesus said would be the case. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, how you're praying for them and they have such mammoth oh, huge. Uh, responsibilities. On we ought to pray for them. The Bible Absolutely. says we ought to pray for our political leaders. Absolutely. I was just checking the news before we went live and I'm sure our listeners have probably heard already too that it's in the news today. Headlines, a man in his 20s died from mm. COVID as the cases jump in Sydney. Um very sad to hear that. And actually, um, I was able to connect out of the blue um, with somebody in Sydney today. I had to call, make a call for um, another commitment. And turned out I got to speak with someone who was living out west in Sydney. And they said, oh, Sharissa, it's so hard mm. right now. You know, it's been like this for weeks. And, and they said, you know, if, it's just in, hard to imagine uh, what they're in right now because they feel guilty just going to check their mailbox, like wow. leaving the house. That's wow. how um, things are down there at the moment and of course with the military being called in to help yeah. enforce things it's it's a scary time for you know makes you feel anxious and on edge well it is um you know I've, I've spoken to individuals who suffer from anxiety at the best of times it's just it's just how they are how they're wired and they have issues with anxiety and one individual was saying that that this whole situation is is just almost unbearable for them and you know we hear the covid numbers each and every day, but you know um, our, our politicians, our government leaders, don't roll out. You know the the numbers when it comes to you know those sadly taking their lives, those that have attempted to take their lives. You know the depression rates, um, small business people going out of business, and so it's a whole host of um, 
you know, issues that, that we are facing, that people are facing. And, you know, I just, I read a, I read a, I read a news article um, just today on the ABC News website, um, taxi drivers mm. out west in Sydney, inner west and, and out west out there where, you know, especially in those hotspots, and they're now having to park their taxis in what they now call taxi graveyards. Hmm. Taxi graveyards. There's 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 just no one on the streets, and there's no one that they can do business with. And True. you know, this guy's like, I clean my taxi every day. You know, I scrub it, I clean it, I make sure it's COVID safe. I'm wearing a mask. I've got my QR code and everything. But still, you know, I I can't survive, and um, mm. and they don't really have the necessary help that they feel that they need. And so yeah, it's just it's just it's it's just one thing after the other. It's not like one or two things. Um, it's 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 on so many levels such as we have not seen before. So true. And in light of these times, which can cause us great stress, mm. people need the Lord. They do. And uh, you need Jesus in times like these. And I'm just thinking actually the verse that is in John 14, verse 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your heart, not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. And, That's a beautiful scripture. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, just to know that you can have peace. And actually, a little bright spot of news I saw was that uh, Telstra payphones. Oh all yes, free. they're going free, aren't they? Yeah, so that's that's good. I'm not sure how many people are going to use them. Well, do you know why they're going free? Why? Because it doesn't cost much. Anymore. No, no. The reason why they're going free because nothing's free these days, really. Um, let's be honest. Um, you know, you know, there, there's a price on almost everything. The reason why they're going free is because it's costing Telstra more to employ people to go and collect the 20 cents that is at the bottom of of each payphone after a year's um, wow. service than it is to have them just simply free. So it's wow. costing them more to, to, to have their staff go out to, you know, collect the money, and there's not much money, obviously, yeah. to be collected than it is for them not to have them going and collecting money because there's no money being put in because it's free. Mm. So that's the reason. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's a good good thing for people who might be alone anyway, and need yeah. help. They can use the phone. Well, the thing is, most people today have got mobiles true. with unlimited plans when it comes to local and that's and, and Australia wide. Um, so, but anyway, look, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a bit of good news. It's a bit of good news. <laughs> what else have you got, Pastor? Well, um, yeah, we'll we'll move on from 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 the whole COVID situation because, um, yeah, that is that is something that's um, yeah very. Uh, very, very stressful for people and, um, you know, we're, we're bombarded with that. But seeing we're in the midst of the Olympics or I guess towards the tail yeah, end now of the Olympics, um, I came across this very interesting story on uh, the, once again, on the ABC News website regarding women and the Olympics. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so all <laughs> you ladies out there, um, this is, um, yeah, just some, just some interesting facts. And, uh, yeah, I guess the, the title of, of the article was Who Were the First Women to Win Gold Medals at the Olympics? So, anyway, the, this article went on to answer that question as well as to give a few insights on, on women's participation in the Olympics. And so in the very first Olympic Games, the modern-day Olympics, 1896, you know, they began there in Athens. It was only a men's-only <laughs> Olympics. Uh-huh. So the women weren't allowed only up until – so four years later, they jumped on board in 1900. But it was really fascinating. Wow. It was really fascinating that um, back then, back then you had uh, – 
the women, like say in the swimming, Australia's done very well in the swimming. I think it's been our best ever um, performance in the pool, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as far as any Olympics are concerned uh, this time around. But anyway, back then, the men and the women couldn't swim together. They couldn't swim together. Well, and well, as in they don't swim together now. Uh, but what I mean by that is, um, uh, the men could not watch the women swimming. Oh wow! And the women couldn't watch the men swimming. Uh-huh. So it was like women only swimmers and officials, and if there was anyone watching, and the same goes with with men. And wow. um, yeah, so that was really really interesting because back then, back then you had segregated swimming. You know, so. These issues of, um, say, modesty and um, you know having having some kind of some kind of um, barrier or whatever you want to call it between men and women was around mm-hmm. um, back then, which was which was really interesting. And Australia's um, first two gold medalists or first gold medalist was in the pool. Hmm. Um, Actually, it wasn't... Not surprising there. Yeah, no, no, that, that was individual, individual gold medals. The first Australian to win a gold medal was on, um, on a boat. Hmm. And um, that was kind of with a number of others, a couple of men or, and a couple of others. So, but the first individual one was um, uh, 1912 and she, uh, this, uh, what was her name? Sarah Francis or Fanny Durack was the first Australian woman to win an Olympic gold medal competing in the 100-metre freestyle at the 1912 Stockholm Games. And um, she actually had to pay her own way, the Australian government, because she was a woman. Um, they didn't want to send her and her buddy, her other 100-metre <laughs> buddy, because they just said, no, nah, we, we just don't think it's safe for our women to go over there. We don't want our women going. They're probably going to embarrass us. I don't know. How the times have how changed. How the times have changed, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, she, she swam the race in about one minute, I think, 22 seconds. Uh-huh. And the winner um, this time round swam it in about 47, actually 51 seconds. So we've gone from 1 minute 22 to 51 seconds for the 100 metre dash. (laughs) So um, our friend um, uh, McKeon, I Uh think McKeon, she would have done probably another lap. (laughs) So anyway, but yeah, it was really, really interesting. That's what happens Um, when you eat wheat bix Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, these two ladies – uh, weren't almost able to come, you know. I, I just want to. I'll, I'll read this. This is really, really interesting. And this is how times have changed. It says at the time, women and men were banned from swimming together at Australian public pools, and men were not allowed to watch women compete, which I've already shared. Imagine that: mm. men and women swimming separately. Hmm. <laughs> this only hundred years ago. Now we've got the complete crossover. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Now we we had our first trans gender yeah. athlete, um, Hubbard. I can't remember yes. her. Well, Laurel. Laurel. Yeah, Laurel. His. Her. Not sure how to refer to um, this this athlete. But anyway. Um. Yeah. Uh, Laurel, Laurel Hub, Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Yeah. Ended up at the bottom of the weightlifting category because yeah. Yeah. She failed all of her lists. But, yeah, so she was the first trans. Anyway, so we've gone from this <laughs> to, to this. Australia's all-male Olympic selection committee, check this out, I'm reading it, was reluctant to send Durack and Wiley to the Games, and the New South Wales Ladies Swimming Association attempted to ban them from swimming in front of men. <laughs> 
but Jurak was already a world record holder. Da 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 da. I'll go on. Public support for the duo helped sway the association, which ruled they had to pay their own way to the games. Can you believe it? Local fundraising efforts ensured the Aussies made it to Stockholm. And then it goes on and talks about you know their success where. Um, uh, Durak won the gold and uh, Wiley secured the silver medal. So, yeah, how times have changed. Mm. But interesting. So that's just a little bit of interest um, regarding, yeah, the Olympics. So, yeah, well, the Bible It was talks- a very different time back then. Absolutely. Where now, now, you, now you have no idea whether the person is a man or a woman. And I'm saying that, like, in all seriousness, you know, you've got no idea whether they are a biological male or female, potentially. Mm -hmm. And back then we had this very clear demarcation between men and women not even being able to watch one another swim. Mm. Oh, look, the world's a very different place, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so uh, signs that Jesus is coming. Changing all So the from things. the Olympics, we have signs that <laughs> Jesus is coming soon. Amen, amen. Well, um, before we go to another break with the news and a couple of other goodies for you, we do want to let everybody know that there's a there's a prize up today, Danny. Mm. Um, it's, called, it's a book called Christ Our Righteousness by Arthur Daniels, and I think you will really enjoy this book. If you'd like to get your hands on it, you need to be listening to the program because there will be a code word that we'll give out, and then you'll be able to text us or call us here at the studio with that code word, and you can obtain your free offer. And the, the number is 0491064669. So we'll give a few more details in the next uh, segment when we come back. And we've got a Bible study mm, on today. Yes, we do. Uh, Continuing our study, where are we going today? We are continuing in the story of Noah, and today we're going to be looking at the very heart of the Noah story. We're going to the bullseye. We're talking Olympics, archery, we're going to the bullseye. (laughs) How appropriate. (laughs) It Um, just happened to be like that. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it. And So grab a Bible if you can and when you join us after the news break. But for now, we've got a song from Karen Jager, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, based on John 14, verses 1 through 6. your heart be troubled we believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i 
saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto If so, he could rid the world of evil. Is God all-loving? If so, he would want to rid the world of evil. Is God all-knowing? If so, he should know how to rid the world of pain. So why is there evil, suffering and pain in the world? Is there no God? For the answer to these questions and more, please join us for a powerful series of Bible presentations called The End of Time. The series runs from Wednesday through Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. That is, Wednesday through Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. For more information, go to the N.Digital website, Facebook page, or YouTube channel. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey there, dudes and dudettes. This is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday Avo to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll We'll see see you you there. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then.
Caitlin Clampett, welcome back to Looking Up, and we're about to have our Bible study, but before we do, a reminder that there is a book prize today, and it's going to go to the first or the, and the second person who contacts us on our studio number 0491064669 when we give the code word, which we're going to hold on to for just a little longer, but it's an incredible book called Christ Our Righteousness by mm. a. Arthur Daniels, A.G. Daniels, and it's a book that stresses the meaning of the fundamental teaching of God's word, righteousness by faith. And so I think you will enjoy this book. Amen. Well, Pastor Danny, I'm going to hand to you. Thank you so much, Charissa. And I hope and pray that all of our listeners are, are ready for another Bible study as we dig into this incredible story of Noah and the important relevance for us according to the words that Jesus shared. And um, that book, by the way, if I could just add my two cents worth, um, I love the title. Do you want to read that title out again? Christ Our Righteousness. Yeah, and that really ties in with um, the story of Noah because the Bible says Noah was a righteous man Mm -hmm. and he preached a message of righteousness by faith. So Noah preached that message. And so this book will really go toward helping you to better understand this beautiful message of righteousness by faith, which is the the gospel. 
in a nutshell. And so, yeah, we are looking at the story of Noah. Um, Jesus specifically um, asked us to zero in on this story. That is that generation that would be living just before he returns because he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be just prior to when the Son of Man returns. And so as we're analyzing what it was like in the days of Noah and comparing it to our day, we are discovering and we will continue to discover incredible parallels that will just blow your socks off. So, uh, folk, I hope you've got your seatbelts on because we are going to be, um, yeah, taking a look at some interesting and, and incredible truths from God's Word. Amen. And but before, sorry. Just before you. Yeah, go pray, for it. Um, I've just got a text from a listener. Oh, okay, sure. Read and it. It's uh, This is from Freco. It's good to have you listening, Freco. Oh, Freco. Welcome, Freco. <laughs> Great to have you on board. And he just had a comment on what you were sharing before, I think. Modesty, yes, what happened to to self-humility, respect for each other in my lifetime. What a change. I grew up in the 60s and 70s. What a beautiful time. Thank you, God. Yes, yes. Uh, things have definitely changed. So um, from very clear uh, gender roles and, um, you know, everyone knew what was right and what was wrong a hundred or more years ago to today where, you know, we don't have clear gender uh, roles and there's no clear gender um, identification any longer, and there's certainly no, you know, right and wrong in, in many ways. That's sort of gone out the window. So yeah, that's all part of the story of Noah and Freco. Just keep listening in, um, and we are going to be taking a look at that element as well. We're going to be taking a look at um, what the society, as far as um, from a moral point of view, was like in Noah's day and what it is like today. So some fascinating stuff. That will be, I think, coming up um, next week and the week after. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So anyway, before we plunge in, uh, would you like to lead us in prayer, Sharissa? Sure. Our loving Father in heaven, please, we just pray that your Holy Spirit will lead and guide us as we study together your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, let's go to that scripture. I have um, mentioned it, but we haven't read the text. Would you like to read the text? And um, if you have your Bibles and you're not driving, you're not on the road and you're at home, you may want to pull out your Bible and uh, follow along with us. We're in the book of Matthew. This is Matthew 24. This is uh, only days out from the crucifixion of Jesus. And Jesus, in answer to the question of the disciples concerning his coming, you know, they believe that the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem would be the the sign that Jesus is coming. But Jesus said, uh, yes, that will happen, but that, not, that, that will not usher in the end. And so Jesus gives a number of signs. And right at the end of the signs that he gives, in connection with his second coming, he comes to the climax, which I say, which I say is sort of the epicenter of all the signs. Um, and that is the, st- the, the sign of Noah. Mm. And so let's take a look at Matthew 24. And if you want to read, um, pick it up from verse 36, from verse 36 to verse 39. All right. Here's what the Bible says. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay, thank you for that. So here we have um, a very simple description 
And, and Jesus, in a nutshell, describes the days of Noah. Now, there's so much more to uh, the days of Noah, which we find in the book of Genesis and elsewhere um, in Scripture, in particular some of the New Testament passages which we will take a look at. But here Jesus very clearly says, we don't know the day or the hour. You know, No one can know the day or the hour, the exact time. But he says, it will be just like it was in the days of Noah. And he also says the days of Lot, mm-hmm. you know, in Luke chapter 17, as it was in the days of Lot. And so we're going to take a look at some of these um, identification marks that Jesus gives here in Matthew 24. But we're not, not going to do that this week. But there is something very, very important that Jesus goes on. And in the, in the rest of that passage in Matthew 24, which we won't take the time to read, but he talks about watching, mm-hmm. being on guard, you know, two men, you know, being in the field. Um, one taken, one left behind. Two women grinding at the mill, one taken, one left behind. You know, watching, just being watchful. And uh, that watching and being ready. Yes, That's what Jesus wants us to be, Sharissa. He does, and that's a theme he brings up a number of times. Yeah. Watch and be ready, and there's a number of scriptures on that. Yeah, what is, he doesn't mean watch TV. No, no, no. <laughs> watch YouTube, watch Netflix. It's not about watching Netflix. No, okay. um, it's about watching in the Word. Okay, and watching is associated with working. Mm, that's interesting. Watching and working. In fact, Jesus gives four parables on how we are to watch. Um, the end of Matthew 24, and then three in Matthew 25. If you want to read, if you want to read um, the first parable. If you want to read from uh, verse 45 all the way through to the end, to verse 51. So this is the first parable. This is what it means to watch. All right. These are the words of Jesus. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, so it's a simple parable. What's the lesson? Be working. (laughs) Be working. I mean, uh, the master has given um, a work for his servant to do, Mm -hmm. and he is faithful or unfaithful, wise or foolish, whether he is is doing what his master has asked him to do. Mm -hmm. So you asked about watching. Yeah, it's it's, it's watching and working. And... um, uh, you know, blessed is the servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing, doing. And so those who are uh, preparing for the coming of Jesus, they are seeking to prepare not only themselves, but more importantly, so what I suggest, Sharissa, they're looking to prepare others. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Noah was doing. Noah prepared his family and he sought to prepare as many as were willing to be saved, to come into the ark. What did he do? He built an ark. He prepared an ark. He prepared an ark. Um, he, pre- he had a character mm-hmm. that was prepared. The Bible talks about that. Um, he was a just man. He prepared was a righteous man. Prepared his family. And, um, and, and he was prepared to follow God and his instructions to the very letter. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's, that's He built a big boat because God told him to. Exa- and, and he built it to the exact dimensions that God set out. 
And he, he didn't give God any um, creative suggestions. No. He just did what God said. No, no, it's interesting. And we're going to, and let's go to the story of Noah. And just uh, as, as we recap, so if you want to go to the Genesis chapter 6, the story of Noah is found in Genesis chapter 6, 7, 8, and 9. Those four chapters um, give us a lot of very important information concerning the story of Noah. And let's just pick it up here. And um, if you want to just read a little of Noah, and this is uh, just some recap from last week, if you want to read from verse 9, Genesis 6, verse 9. Yeah, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was also, also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Okay, so here the Bible um, clearly uh, points out that Noah was a just man. Or he was righteous, that's another word for for righteous. He was perfect or he was one who was completely um, surrendered to God and he walked with God like Enoch walked with God. And uh, that is very different to those that surrounded him who were corrupt and wicked and evil um, and violent, mm-hmm. you know, as the Bible says. And we're going to unpack that um, in, a, in another Bible study. And then if you want to read just verse 22, Genesis 6 verse 22. Yes, thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. There you go. Beautiful. So this is Noah. So this is Noah. So this is what we discovered, and we discovered that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's what we looked at last time. That was our, that was our theme. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And today we're going to be taking a look at uh, the question, will God remember you? Mm. Will God remember you? People may be thinking, well, that's a strange question to ask. Does, does God have a bad memory? Does he suffer from some kind of you know, Alzheimer's, amnesia? <laughs> and, and the answer is no. And so we're going to discover um, what that is all about and how, and how we look to answer that question. Will God remember you? I don't know about you, but I've, I've forgotten some important things. Sharissa, have you forgotten? What's your memory like? Uh, it's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> I used to remember Bible texts like yeah. word for word. Really, now I have to refresh and go over and over before it. You're sticks. getting old now, eh? Yeah, I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're my, like all in your twenties. I'm in my thirties. You're in your thirties now. But, but my husband tells me I have a bad memory too. Wow, so it's wow. not just me. Well, do you know what? Um, in my twenties, I forgot something really important. I forgot my wife's birthday. <laughs> I remember you saying that. Did I mention that? I think once you before? might have mentioned it, but go ahead. No. <laughs> oh, have mercy. It that was, is bad. We hadn't even we hadn't even been married for two years, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but the problem is, her birthday, as I might have mentioned, is two days before Christmas. It's December twenty three. And how um, did you forget that? I guess with all well, the madness. For well, Christmas. no, no, no. I can't blame it on on the on the Christmas madness. Um, <laughs> I blame it on my next door neighbour. <laughs> yeah, it's always someone else's fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, my next door neighbor, he bought a brand new jet ski or wave runner. And uh, he he asked me um, if I wanted to go out with him onto the lake. You know, we were living here in Lake Macquarie in a place called Kurumbong and, you know, just, just there on the lake, uh-huh. not far away. And so I was really excited. So I could barely sleep that night. Um, you know, in preparation for our big day out on the lake. I've never been on a, on a jet ski on a wave runner. And anyway, so the morning arrived and it was the morning of my wife's birthday. And obviously I, I just 
forgot because I wasn't thinking about her birthday. I was thinking about the day on the lake. Yeah. And so anyway, um, yeah, I, I left her. She was a little bit grumpy when I left her, but I thought, oh, yeah, you know, just mourning, you know, what it's like. And, and you know, she, we, we just had a baby. Yeah. You know, we just had a baby. So she had a baby um, just over a month before that, our first child, something. Oh, yeah, you know, the baby's kept her up. You know what it's like, you know, you grumpy in the morning when you've just had a brand new baby, you haven't got much sleep. And so I put it down to that. Anyway. I get home, I get home from, um, from my jet skiing and I was just so excited, you know, I just had a great day, I just want to tell her all about it, but guess what, she didn't want to know anything about my day, she was just so rude, she's like, <laughs> I don't want to know, I'm just not interested in, in, in your day, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> sore, you know, like I'm, you know, I, I can't say sort of what I thought, um, but anyway, and then, and then the penny dropped when she said, well, I'm glad someone had a good day today. <laughs> and then the penny dropped and I'm like, oh, happy it's your birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, sweetie. <laughs> and uh, let me just say it was not a sweet experience. There was no, sweetie was just not going to cut it. And um, yeah, brand new baby, a mother who hasn't had much sleep. And you forget her birthday. We're um, just glad it, God is yeah. not like you right now. <laughs> so God is not like that. So we're going to look at that subject today. <laughs> Anyways. At least you can laugh about it now. <laughs> Absolutely. It wasn't laughing matter back then, but I can laugh about it now. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go to a song break, Well Done by The Afters, and then continue our study. What will it be like when my pain is gone? This world just fade away
that day Until then I'll live to hear you say Listening to Looking Up, and we're continuing our journey into the study of the days of Noah. Where, where to now? Well, now we're going to. Now that we know about your wonderful <laughs> memory. <laughs> the honeymoon from hell. Oh, no, no, no. That, that that's wasn't not, the honeymoon. No, that wasn't the honeymoon from hell. That, that, there are other stories for other days. So, yeah. um, there are um, stories when, um, yeah, we've got. We've got nothing else better to talk about. <laughs> but what I do want to talk about now is the story of Noah. And uh, this week, we're going to take a look at the heart of Noah's story, as I pointed out. So we've had a little bit of a recap mm-hmm. um, of who Noah was. Now, when you go through the story of Noah, and, and I found this out when I was reading this Bible, and you've got the same Bible. Do you have the the Andrew Study Bible area in Not front of today. you? Not, Not today. today. Okay, but, but I know you do have I an do Andrew have Study one. Bible. Yes. Now, I acquired this uh, New King James Version, Andrew Study Bible. Um, you may be thinking, Andrew's Study Bible? Is this a person? Well, it was a person. <laughs> it's a university, a Seventh-day Adventist university in the United States that is um, called Andrew's University, and it's named after uh, probably one of, uh, seven, one, one of the most uh, prominent and influential and dedicated scholars within the Seventh-day Adventist Church. He might have also John been Nevins a, Andrews. Yeah, first missionary. He was the first official yeah. missionary of the church as well wow. um, to Europe. And so, yeah, so the university is named in honour of this missionary scholar, man who dedicated his life, his health, his all mm-hmm. um, to the cause of God. You know, just an incredible individual, John Nevins Andrews. Anyway, so I'm reading through this Bible and I discovered something that I had never seen before. I discovered that the story of Noah is written in a chiasm. Chiastic wow. in a chiastic. Now, I better, I better you unpack better clarify that. that. I better unpack that. Okay. Now, a chiasm is uh, Hebrew, um, you know, is the way Hebrews would often, and not just the Hebrews, but others, would often write um, their stories. Um, where the main point of the story is found in the center, in the very center of the story, not like us today, because for the well, well, uh, let, let me say the climax. The climax of the story is at the very center, whereas yeah. today the climax of the story is where when we read books end. or we watch at the end. Okay, I like to think of it like a literary mountain of ideas, where the most important ideas are at the top of the mountain. Exactly. So the first point down the bottom matches the last point yeah. down the bottom, and then you go up both sides of the slope. Yeah. Or, or you can look at it as a bullseye. Yeah, you know, that's another way. That's how I describe it. We're, we're in the Olympics at the moment, <laughs> you know, in the thick of the Olympics, and I'm sure they've got archery there at the Olympics. Yep. 
um, or shooting and so on and so forth. So, yeah, so the the key point, the key idea, the climax of the story is right in the centre So and on either side it sort of fans out. So the first part of the story equals the last part, the second part equals the, the second last part and so on and so forth. And um, And we have that in this Bible. And so I just want to, I just want to illustrate that. And, um, and we discover, and we'll get to the very heart, but we'll discover that the very heart of the story of Noah is God's faithfulness to Noah. Mm-hmm. That's the very heart oh, of wow. the story, God's faithfulness to Noah. And we'll look at that. But here we have, um, uh, how this, uh, story unwraps. And, um, I just want to take, uh, well, there, there, there's sort of three different, um, ways of looking at the very heart of it. And they all end up in the very same place. But you have, um, if I just go to this um, main one, because the first individual, the first individual that came up with uh, this uh, center, this uh, of the story. And by the way, there, there's other books of the Bible. You've got um, you got the book of Daniel mm-hmm. that has at the very center of the book, the very heart of the book, the book of Revelation. Likewise, mm-hmm. um, chapters twelve to fourteen is the very heart of the book of Revelation, the most important part. And so the guy that came up with this um, and discovered this in the story of Noah was a guy called Gordon Wenham. And, uh, and I just want to sh- share, share a couple of things with you. So um, he, he, dis- he discovered that you know, the story begins with Noah and his sons and ends with Noah and his sons. It begins with all life on earth and ends with all life on earth. It begins with the curse on the earth and it ends with the blessing on the earth. Um, you have the ark at the beginning, um, and at the end you have all living creatures and um, all living creatures and so on and so forth mm. all the way through. Um, you know, the waters increase, the waters decrease, mm. the mountains are covered, the mountains are visible. Um, it rains It rains for, um, you know, 40 days. Um, then, you know, there's 40 days of waiting for dry land. There's 150 days when the waters rise. There's 150 days when the waters decrease. There's seven days of waiting for the flood. Then there's seven days of waiting to send the first bird. Then there's seven days of waiting for the rain. <laughs> and then there's seven days of waiting to send the second bird. So wow. you have the numbers, yep. you know, they all correlate as well as the overall themes. And, um, and I added one other one that Gordon Wenham missed. Okay. That that concludes the story of Noah, and so because Gordon Wenham he starts off in Genesis chapter six verse ten, right? Yeah. And we know the story begins in verse one, and he also ends in Genesis chapter nine and verse nineteen, and the story ends in verse twenty nine. So there are two bookends there that he's missed, and I don't know how he missed it. Yeah. But I found it. Because I've been digging really, really well. And so the first nine verses of the story of Noah, we discover God's faithful, sorry, the faithful versus the unfaithful Noah, mm-hmm. the sons of God, the daughters of men. We talked about that last week, you know, the faithful line and the unfaithful line. Blessings and curses. Noah receives a blessing. Sadly, those um, that oppose God, you know, receive the curses because that's what they've chosen. We've got the saved and the lost, and we have your choice. So God gives each person a choice. At the last part of the story of Noah, from Genesis 9.20 to verses 29, once again we have the faithful and the unfaithful. We have the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham 
Sadly, um, he, he is unfaithful to his father, as you read the story, in that he, he sees his father drunk. Noah has planted a vineyard, the Bible says, after the flood, and he has gotten drunk, mm-hmm. which can happen. We don't know how it happened, but it happened. And anyway, so it appears from the text, you know, reading between the lines, we don't have a, we don't have a clear sort of um, description of what took place, but it just simply says that Ham was unfaithful to his father in that his father was naked in his tent and Ham went to his two brothers, Shem and Japheth, and he told them, come and look, come and look. And it appears that he was making fun of his father. Now, back in that culture, that was very rude, disrespectful, and so on and so forth. Whereas the two brothers, his two brothers, um, Japheth and um, Shem, they come in and they come in backwards, the Bible says, and they laid a covering on their father. So they didn't make fun of him. Instead, Mm. they sought to um, cover his nakedness and his shame. And then God blessed them. God blessed the two boys for that. And and, um, Ham, through his son Canaan, Received the curse. Wow. And so once again, we have the blessings and the curses, the saved versus the lost, because we have, you know, that line, the line of um, Ham, Canaan, you know, they ended up being wiped out um, in the land of Canaan and your choice. So that's, so that's really, really fascinating. But here we go. The very center of the story of Noah is Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. This is the epicenter. Genesis oh, right. chapter 8, verse 1. Here it is. Okay, the Bible says... Ding, ding, ding. Here we go. This is, this is the very bullseye of the whole story. It says, Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters subsided. Wow. So the story of Noah centers on God's faithfulness in that he remembered Noah. <laughs> God remembered Noah. Noah. That's very powerful. It is. Very powerful. Because it means that he remembers us. He remembers us. So will God remember you? Absolutely. What did Jesus say? As it was in the days of Noah? Yeah, true. So it will be when I return. I will remember my people. That's beautiful. That's the very heart. Now, it's fascinating. As I as I compared what Jesus said with the days of Lot, he said, as it was in the days of Lot, so it will be in the days of Noah. Now, it's interesting what we read when it comes to Lot. Mm. Now, obviously, Lot was also saved. Mm-hmm. So if you want to read Genesis nineteen twenty nine, It says, And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. What's that word again? Remember. Remember. So God remembered Noah. Yeah. And God remembered Lot through Abraham. Does he remember anyone else? Yes, he does. Let's go to another scripture, Genesis 30, verse 22. Then God remembered Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. Okay, so this is a a key point. When God remembers his faithful people, he stands up for them. He stands by his promises and places his arms of protection around them and God delivers his people. Amen. 
Isn't that a beautiful thought? It is, especially in this world to know that God hasn't forgotten you. Everyone else might forget you, but God remembers you. He will remember you. And, um, you know, there's a scripture, um, I think it's somewhere in Isaiah, uh, where God says, you know, even though a mother will forget her child, I will never forget you. You know, and we're graven on the palms. Of yeah, that's a beautiful scripture. That's a beautiful scripture. And um, so, yeah, God will never forget us. So, so when when the Bible says God remembered Noah, it means that God was faithful to the covenant that He made. And we're going to talk about the covenant um, okay. in an, in another in another study. We're going to unpack that because that's very very powerful in and of itself. But here we discover that God. Remembers, and um, when God remembers, He saves and He delivers. Let's take a look at another couple of scriptures. If you want to read for us, Second Peter chapter four, verses four to six. Uh, four or, or two, chapter. Oh, two? Sorry, oh, sorry, Second Peter chapter two, verses four to six. Just just a small portion of that passage. Sure. The Bible says here, God did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes. And then read a little from verses 7 and 9. And delivered righteous Lot. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under the punishment for the day of judgment. Wow, there you go. So God remembering, God delivering, God saving, God protecting, that all goes hand in hand. That's a very wonderful study or assurance. It is, isn't it? Um, Can you see how this is the heart of the story of Noah? I can, I can. What else is more important? Nothing could be more important than God remembering us to save us and deliver us. And, you know, we don't need to be reminded of the times we're living in. We are living in such uncertain times. People are are afraid, they're fearful. And uh, what a time to unroll or unwrap, dig deep into the words of Jesus and to meditate on the days of Noah. Because a lot of the times, when we think of the days of Noah, guess what we often think about? We think of the immorality, the violence, the wickedness. evil continually. Evil continually. And yes, that was true, but that's not the very center of the story. The very heart of the story, the heart of the message that God wants to communicate to us today is that I will be there with you. I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you till the very end of time. I will remember you. I will not forget you. Amen. That's really, really powerful because we can get carried away or very anxious when we think about what is coming. Mm. But when we remember who is coming and that, that he remembers us, what a different feeling that gives you in your heart you know so thank you for pointing us to that absolutely and um we've got a few few seconds left but maybe there's one more scripture that you can read and this is in connection with the children of israel who are in egypt and they're crying out to god if you want to read just verses um 24 exodus chapter 2 verse 24 the bible says so god heard their groaning and god remembered his covenant with abraham with isaac and with jacob there you go wow what a so many powerful thoughts here we'll be back after this song break and then we'll continue the study oh come let us unite and sing god is love god is love let heaven and earth their praises bring god is love god is love Let every soul from sin awake, let every heart 
make and sing with us for Jesus' sake. God is love, God is love. Oh, sing to earth's most distant lands. God is love, God is love. In Christ we are made whole again. God is love, God is love. His blood has washed our sin away. His spirit turned our night to day. And with great joy our hearts can say, God is love, God is love. One day we'll sing with all the saints. God is love, God is love. We'll fully know them face to face. God is love, God is love. While endless ages roll along, we'll triumph at the heavenly throne, and this shall be our sweetest song. God is love. God is love. That is the gospel in a nutshell. Amen. God is love. First John four eight. If you have to summarize the whole Bible, those three words will suffice. God is love. God is love. Those words are translated at Calvary with the words, it is finished. Beautiful. You know, um, we are going to give away our code words so our listeners can race Mm -hmm. to see who will get the prize. There's two prizes. Oh, what a drum roll. (laughs) Thank you, Daddy. Hopeless. (laughs) About as as good as my memory. That is my good as my remembering my wife's birthday. That no, was no, no, it's good. It was it was very good. So we have the the book is Christ Our Righteousness, and the code word that will give the prize to the first and the second. We're going to go one and two. One today. and two. So if yep. you're one of the first two in, you will get this. The code word is. Faithful. All right. So the number Faithful. to call zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and that prize is yours. Yes. Yeah, so the first and the second caller um, to call in from now until the end of the program. Yes. And um, you want to get in quick? Faithful is the word. So text that or phone it in. Awesome. Anyway, all yeah, right. So we're you. looking at we're looking at God's faithfulness. Um, that's the very heart of the story of Noah. We've discovered that's the bullseye, mm. and. Um, now, when it comes to the story of Noah, it's fascinating that when we take a look at the the genealogy of Seth, so we talked about this last week where we've got Cain and Abel, okay, they were the two sons of Adam and Eve, and Cain, as, as we know, killed his brother Abel. And in place of Abel, the Bible says God appointed another seed uh, for Adam and Eve or another right. seed for God whose name was Seth. And so we have the genealogy from, say, Adam, you know, to Seth and all the way through. So, and it's interesting what those, and all those names, like Adam, his name means man. Seth, his name means appointed. Enosh, his name means wretched. Canaan, his name means lamenting. Mahalel, 
His name means blessed by God. Jared means shall descend. Enoch means dedicated and disciplined. Methuselah means his death shall bring. And we're going to look more at that mm-hmm. uh, in, in our, as we come along. Lamech means power. Noah means rest and comfort. So if you put that all together, if you put, what do you, do you get? Want to read it? Yes. Here we go. This is the gospel in the lineage no. of Adam all the way through to Noah. Check this out. Have you got your seatbelts on, folk? Seatbelts on. Drum roll. Another. Here we go. Another drum roll. That was a new beat. That was a new beat. That was on my computer. I hope my computer's still okay. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Check this out. Man, and I've added in a few words just yeah, to yeah. make it a, a, a complete words. sentence. Yeah, connecting words. Thank you, English teacher. Man appointed wretched and lamenting, but the blessed God shall descend and be dedicated and disciplined and his death shall bring power, comfort, and rest. Wow. You're yeah. right. It's the gospel right It's the there. gospel. So, so man, you know, who, who sadly ended up, you know, in a wretched and lamenting place but was blessed by God because God descended through his son Jesus who was dedicated and disciplined and his death, that is the death of Christ, would bring power Comfort and rest. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. That's all (laughs) there in the lineage of Adam through to Noah. Makes you want to go and look at all the other names and see if there's any other names. Yeah. You know what? Maybe maybe someone can do that for homework. Take a look at the line of Cain. Yeah, you know, and um, and let's see if it's the opposite. That would be interesting. That would be fascinating. So anyway, um, and it's interesting that when we take a look at God remembering, God remembers his people, but sadly, on far too many occasions, God's people fail to remember God. There's a scripture here in Judges chapter 8, verses 33 and 34. If you want to read that for us, Sharissa, please. So it was as soon as Gideon was dead that the children of Israel again played the harlot with the Baals and made Baal Berith their God. Thus the children of Israel did not remember the Lord their God who had delivered them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. Wow. So God remembers his people. He is faithful. But sadly his people who have been delivered by God placed in the promised land this is after the time of Joshua in the book of Judges where the book of Judges is summarized literally in the last verse where it says every man, every woman did what was right in his own sight, yeah. which is no different to today, I guess. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so God's people who were delivered by God, who was faithful to them, they did not remember the Lord their God. Um, so we, we now see that there's an importance, well, we have an important part to play too, that we need to remember the Lord. Absolutely. I mean, so knowing that he remembers us is great, but we need to. Well, yeah, it needs too. to be mutual, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it's very clear from the text that um, the children of Israel they did not remember the Lord their God who delivered them mm-hmm. and was faithful to them. So God is inviting us to be faithful to Him, not as a way to be saved, because we are saved only Amen. through Christ, and it's always a gift. Um, that's what it means to partake of or to receive Christ's righteousness, which is a gift. That robe of righteousness is a gift. There's nothing we can do to earn it. Mm -hmm. But those who have received that gift uh, show their acceptance of their gift by how they respond. Absolutely. Mm. And so when God remembers 
and delivers his people, he pours out his grace, mercy, long-suffering, and forgiveness upon them. And that is why the Bible says in Genesis 6, 8, do you want to read that for us again? Oh, yes, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Exactly. Grace. Grace. We talked about that last week. You know, a lot of people don't think there's grace in the Old Testament. No. I think it's just the New Testament thing. But there's a lot of grace in the Old Testament I'm finding here. There is. And this is the first time that word grace appears in all of Scripture. Is that so? Yeah. And if I remember correctly, that word grace, I'm just going off the top of my head when I did my, um, when I searched that word in the Old Testament, I think it appears over 200 times. Wow. In the Old Testament, that word grace. So it's very much there. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. I love Romans 5.20, and um, and Romans 5.20 for me is one of my favorite scriptures. Mm-hmm. And do you want to read that for us, and then I'll share with you why. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. I just love that scripture that, um, you know, God's grace trumps all evil, all sin, all wickedness, um, that God's grace, his love, goes above and beyond that which is you know, the opposite. There's a song I, I love, and it's called Marvelous Grace. Mm, and, I uh, love that song yeah. too. Yeah, it's and a beautiful there's song. a line in the song that says, Grace that is greater than all our sin. God's grace is greater than all wow. of our sin combined. So that's good news, Sharissa. If, if, if there may be some who are listening who are being weighed down, by guilt and shame and their sin. Regrets. 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 Um, We all have regrets. Absolutely. Um, And this is a scripture or this story from Noah tells us that God is willing and able to to forgive us, to set us free, uh, that there is nothing that we can do, nothing that we can do or that we have done that can that can keep us away from God's grace because where sin abounds and you can and there's no limit to that where sin abounds God's grace abounds even more so. Amen. That's powerful. That is the best news for the world today. Yeah, so the lower you are, the closer God wants to draw near to you. Mm. Yeah. Amen. 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 And um there's a couple of scriptures that go along with that and um you know, I love this is one of my favorite scriptures and probably is for you as well. Second Peter chapter three, you know, mm-hmm. verse nine, if you want to read verse nine, because this is in the context of the second coming. It's in the context of the story of Noah as well that Peter taps into. Second Peter chapter three, and I think from about verses nine, um, ten, and then read a couple of other verses, yeah. The Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Verse, mm. yeah, yeah, if you want to read verse 17 and 18 as well, yeah. Sure. Of Second Peter 3, the Bible says, You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. Verse 18, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Wow. Beautiful themes. Very. <laughs> Beautiful themes. And these are in the context of the story of Noah. When you read... Uh, the previous verses there with you know 
uh, Peter talks about those who will mock and scoff. Um, you know, where is the promise of his coming and so on and so forth. And Peter taps into the story of the flood where he says they also mocked Noah, mm. but yet the world was flooded. And then he goes on and he says, but the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, talking about the second coming, but he's long-suffering. Yeah. He's patient. He's waiting for us. He's waiting. I mean, how long did he wait in Noah's day? 120 years Noah was preaching, wasn't he? He was. It was. And, uh, and God doesn't want anyone to be lost. Yeah, and, and after 120 years, how many responded? Sadly, only his family. Yeah, that's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. There may have been others that responded. I mean, Methuselah, sure. he died the year of the flood. Sure. So he was obviously He would somewhat, have been in the ark. Yeah, he would have been in the ark if he continued on beyond his right. 969 years. Um, <laughs> what a good innings. What a very good innings. And there is a reason why Methuselah died. The year of the flood, and we're going yes. to get to that. We're going to get to that in, oh. in a future study. That's very powerful. But God doesn't want anyone to be lost. John three sixteen is just so clear. Not wants, willing that any should mm, perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so it's interesting that you know Peter encourages us to grow in grace. Amen. Grow in grace, and Jesus is the very epicenter of grace. So to grow in grace is to grow in Christ. Uh, you know, I've, I'm hoping that there's people out there listening right now saying, I want to experience this. Mm. I want to know more about God's grace. What could they do? Like, is could they contact us at the station? Absolutely, absolutely. We'd love to pray with you, pray for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to learn more on, on how you can give your heart and life to Jesus through Scripture, through doing some Bible studies, whatever you want whether it be prayer, whether it be Bible studies, please give us a call. Give yes. us a call. Send us a message. Um, we've got people who are here ready and willing to to share with you, to encourage you. So, yeah, I'd love I'd love for our listeners to call in because if ever there was a time when we needed um, to receive that spiritual support and encouragement, it's now. Absolutely, now's the time um, because another storm is coming. Just there like is another Jesus storm coming. So, if anyone's listening and you you want to take up Danny's um, invitation, there it's zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That's how you can contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Amen. So, yeah, Jesus is coming very soon. He's coming very soon, and he wants everyone in the ark. He's inviting everyone in the ark. I mean, he told Noah, come into the ark. That's what God told Noah, and Noah gave that same message, come into the ark. Um, At the end, we looked at this last week. Jesus says, you know, come unto me, all you who labor in heaven, and I'll give you rest, and come, come, come. And the last invitation in the Bible is in Revelation 22, verse 17, if I remember correctly, where three times... You know, the spirit and the bride say, come, let him who hears say, come. So the invitation from God is come. Come, come, come. There's another storm coming and only those who are shut in and Noah was shut in to the ark will be saved. And we're going to be looking at that um, after the break. We're going to oh. sort of uh, end up with how God will protect his people at the end, how he will remember them and the invitation that we have. God is so such a personal God, isn't he? Amen. He invites us. He calls us to come to him yeah. uh, and find peace and find rest. 
find grace. Mm. Well, um, we are going to have an ad break, and we've got some important ads to, that you need to listen to, some about what's happening tonight at 8 p.m., but also have the news. And um, then after the news, you're actually going to hear the song that we were referring to just a moment ago. Shell's put it in the lineup. I can see it here. Uh, grace That Is Greater. Oh, wow. So don't go away. Just stick around and listen to this amazing song. The words will just really touch your heart as you think about God's amazing grace. Amen. And as you listen to them, you'll just understand why God's grace is really so amazing. So enjoy, and we'll be back with you in just a few short moments. Enjoy this song. No one knows the day or the hour of the second coming of Jesus, but we can know when it is near. What is the sign of his coming? What are the final events that must take place? Are the churches ready? Is anyone ready? The End of Time is a series of presentations dealing with these questions and more. For more information, go to the N.Digital website, the N.Digital Facebook page, or the N.Digital YouTube channel and join us Wednesday through Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. That is Wednesday to Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. The world seems to have lost its mind and it doesn't seem like things are going to improve anytime soon. Everywhere you turn, people are selling fear and one crisis after another seems to threaten us with destruction. Some are looking to mediums for help, others to mental health professionals and others self-medicate on drugs and alcohol. But all that people do to find help and sanity only makes things worse. What people need is truth because truth is what sets us free. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from fear, addiction, depression, anxiety and deception. The End of Time is a powerful series of presentations from the Bible that will share the undiminished truth of God's Word and people will be set free. Please join us Wednesday through Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. That is Wednesday through Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. For more information, go to the N.Digital website, Facebook page or YouTube channel. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then.
see his face Will you this moment his grace receive Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that is greater grace that is greater than all our sin. That's God's grace. You're listening to Looking Up, and I just want to remind our listeners tonight at 8 p.m., be tuning into Faith FM. Or if, or if you're not on Faith FM, get onto the website, www.then.digital. That's the name of the site. And you will be joining the End of Time series. There's only three more episodes left tonight. We go live at 8 o'clock. And uh, Lyle has an incredible presentation, I'm sure, prepared. It's on the topic of the battle at the end. Mm. Ah, the, the last three presentations are going to be epic. So yeah. you can tune in. You'll hear it live on radio. Or if you want to watch it, Watch it on YouTube or Facebook or just go to the website. Absolutely. And if you've missed out on any previous um, messages, you can just go online and they're all there waiting for you. That's right. And uh, reminder, the book, the prize. Mm. I don't know if everybody's being polite. <laughs> but you can still get it. There's still uh, there's still two books up for grabs, I understand. So if you would like to get today's prize offer, the code word to text us is the word FAITHFUL. Simply text the number 0491064669 and that is yours if you're the first or second person to do so during this program. Mm. So we are just flying through today's we program. Are, we are indeed. We're on the last segment here of our Bible study. We're in study. the home stretch. We're yeah. around the band. We're in the home stretch. All right, giddy up. Where are we going? All right. Okay. <laughs> well, that caught me off guard. <laughs> My dad used to say that. Giddy up. Let's go. <laughs> Very good. Well, you mentioned um, uh, in our in our previous um, segment that there is another storm coming. And it's true, there is another storm coming, and the Bible describes it. The book of Daniel, um, Jesus described that in um, in many other passages in the Old and New Testament. We have a description of the end, of the very end of time. And it's going to be a pretty hectic time where COVID and what is going on in the world right now is going to look like a picnic in the park um, compared to what is coming. Wow. And so Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, describes this time. If you want to read Daniel 12, verse 1. Sure. At that time, Michael shall Stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time. 
And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. Okay, so here, Michael, um, and we've spoken about this. We don't have time to look at this um, again, but Michael here is a reference to Jesus Christ. And at that time, Jesus Christ, at this time of trouble such as the world has never experienced before, just prior to the coming of Jesus, the Bible says Jesus will stand up for his people. Just like he did in the days of Noah. He stood up for Noah. He was faithful to Noah. God remembered Noah. And the Bible says God will deliver his people through Jesus Christ. Michael will deliver his people, everyone who is found written in the book. Can I ask a little question? Yes, you can. Just when Jesus comes and to stand up, is he going to stand on this earth? Okay, that's a very good question. No, he will remain in the clouds. Okay. And you guys covered that in the end um, of time series. We did. And so you, you you did a whole Bible study on how will Jesus come, you know, the yeah. manner of his coming. And no, he will remain in the air, but the Bible says he will stand up in a, in a I guess, a figurative sense. Right. He will stand up for his people. Um and, um, yeah, so that's really powerful. And it says, everyone who is found written in the book. Now, the Bible talks about two different books in particular. Uh-huh. The first book is a fascinating book that is in connection with God remembering. And if you want to read Malachi chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, so this is the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 3, Verse 16 and 17. Notice what it says there. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance wow, was written. Wow, what kind of book? It's a book of remembrance. It was wow. written before him and for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. And verse 17. And verse 17. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I will make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Wow. So another word for spares is delivers, Good point. saves. Uh-huh. So all those who are found in the book of remembrance, God will spare them. He will save them. He will deliver them just like God delivered Noah. God will remember them. It's a book of remembrance. Amen. Can you believe it? What other books are there? There's another book, and we find the name of that book in the book of Revelation. It's also in other passages. Um, Jesus spoke of this book as well. But if you want to read Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. Sure, the Bible says, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. So the book of life, the book of remembrance, are books that we want to have our names written in. Not Facebook. Not Facebook. And um, and also, I mean, that's called, you know, the, well, read verse 8. If you want to read, sorry, sorry, Revelation 13, verse 8. Revelation 13, verse 8. What does it say there? It says, all who dwell on the earth will worship him, that's the beast, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So whose book is this? This is God's book. God's book. And it's the book of life of the Lamb slain. So this is the Lamb's book of life Mm. and who's the lamb jesus jesus who is michael jesus so jesus stands up for his people he remembers all of his people who are written in his book of life in the lamb's book of life that book that was written at calvary when jesus gave his life and he died for each and every person that 
wants to accept and receive the gift of eternal life. So that book, that book is there and it's open right now. It's mm-hmm. open right now. That book will one day close, Sharissa. Just like the door of the ark closed, it was open for 120 years and then it closed. And so to the book of life will one day close. But while there is time, while we still have an opportunity, while the cry is going out, come into the ark, come into the ark, come into the ark, come into the ark, now is the time to ask Jesus to place our names to in his book of life. our actual names in yeah. God's actual book in heaven. Yeah, isn't that powerful? That's amazing. And in Revelation 14, verse 1, um, we discover it's not one of it's not there um, in what I've provided for you, but in Revelation fourteen one it describes God's end time people as um, those who have the Father's name hmm. written on their foreheads. It's a mutual thing going on. Yeah, here. we the, have His name; He has ours. Exactly. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, um, and that's and that's and that's a sign of friendship. If yeah. I know your name, you know my name. That's a sign of friendship. That's right. And I, I don't know about you, but it's a bit <laughs> awkward when you forget someone's name who you, you know, supposedly yeah. um, have known for a long time, but you haven't seen him for a long time. You know, it's really awkward. <laughs> it happens to me a lot. <laughs> yeah. But um, the good news is um, God knows our name and he wants his name placed in our hearts and, and in our lives. Mm-hmm. So that is really Really powerful. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 10 and verse 20, part of that, um, do you want to read that? Uh, He said, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Wow. So Jesus referred to this book of life, this book of remembrance, and he said, you know, rejoice because your names are written. I think that is something worth rejoicing over. (laughs) Well, look, you know, we're, we're living in a time where there isn't much hope. You know, um, you know, our politicians are hoping and praying that we're going to get to the other side. They talk about these um, blades of green grass, these green shoots that, in particular here in New South Wales, we will experience come springtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a pretty rotten winter for a lot of people living in New South Wales, a lot of people living in, I guess, Australia, but especially out there in Sydney. And so they're looking forward to spring, you know, summer, autumn, winter, spring. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says there is a real spring coming. There's a real summer coming. There, there is hope coming through my coming. Amen. And so that is really powerful. All right. During this time of trouble, there's, there's a number of scriptures. We don't have time to look at all of them. But if you want to read verse, chapter, uh, sorry, Psalm 27, verse 5, I love this scripture. Sure. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Wow. What does that say to you? That God will take care of me. He's going to hide you. Mm. He's going to protect you. Did he protect Noah? He did. And he will protect his people. And um, we don't have time to read through Psalm 91. I'd encourage our listeners to read the entire psalm. Psalm 91, it's a psalm of deliverance in the context of the end times, in the context of when the plagues are falling upon this planet and God will deliver his people. But if you want to just read the two bookends of Psalm 91, the two bookends, the the first two verses and the last two verses. 
And notice what it says there. Verses 1 and 2, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. And at the end of the chapter, it says, He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Wow. So can you say... The, the two bookends of this psalm. There's, there's another reciprocal relationship going on. It is. On. It is. And God's deliverance, God's faithfulness, and um, God's invitation to all of us. And, um, and Scripture is filled with that. And, um, you know, there's a Scripture that we, we don't have time to look at because I want to take a look at our, our, our final Scripture, Isaiah 54, verses 9 and 10. And, um, you know, that's a powerful promise that God makes in the context of Noah mm. and the flood and God says, well, toward the end of verse 10, he says, you know, but my kindness, you know, the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord. Very powerful. So will God remember you? Will God remember you? I want to I conclude um, by, by going to a story that comes from Calvary itself. Mm. Jesus was... Um, he, he had two thieves. He had two criminals on either side of him. Uh, he was in that center uh, place, on that center cross, and one cried out to him, Lord, do you remember those words? Remember, remember me. me when you come into your kingdom. And you can find that in Luke 23, verses 42 and 43. And what did Jesus respond with? Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Wow. So the thief, he came to Christ by faith. Was he a sinner? Oh, yes. Had, had he done some pretty rotten things? He had. That's why he was on the cross. That's why he was on the cross. That's why he was on the cross. And he cried out. He said, Lord, remember me. Can God not remember someone who asks him, to remember him? Mm. Can God do that? Mm. No. He can't. Because what does the Bible say? God remembered Noah. Mm. God remembers his people. And so Jesus said, today I'm giving you the assurance. When I come back, you will be with me in paradise. Your name today is placed in my book of life with, with ink, red ink, that red ink being my precious blood that I'm shedding for you today on the cross and for each and every person. And my dear listener, wherever you may be, I want to give you the invitation right now. As the thief come, came to Jesus just as he was, he came, he put his faith and trust in Jesus. Um, he realized that where sin abounds, God's grace abounds even more. And he asked Jesus into his heart and into his life, and Jesus said, yes, I want to come in. And I want to give you eternal life, the assurance of eternal So you can have that eternal life right now. Do people need to wait? Do they need to do something in order to receive it? I mean, as in, do they need to achieve anything? Do they need to wipe out their past, um, as in their past sins before they come to Or can they just come to Christ? Just come as you are. Come as you are. Just as you are. And Absolutely. He will, he will change your life. Amen. Amen. Oh, what beautiful thoughts for us to finish on today. We're going to a beautiful song that sums it all up. It says, Now is the Day by Reggie Smith and Nathan Young.
Now is the day of salvation. Today, today, sinner without hesitation, pray. Christ will hear you. Christ is near you. Though you've gone astray, now is the day of salvation. Let him wash your sins away. Now is the day of salvation today. Amen. Amen. Pastor Danny, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? Well, there's only one simple appeal that I want to leave our listeners with that I shared earlier on at the end of the last segment, and that is that Jesus is inviting each and every one of us today. He said to Zacchaeus, today I must stay at your house, for today salvation has come to this house. And so Jesus wants to stay at your house. He wants to be in your heart and in your home. And uh, regardless of where you are living, you may be living in a lockdown area. Jesus can come into your home. He's not prohibited by lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) That is one guest you can have all the time, every time. And so Jesus wants to come into our hearts. And do you know what, Sharissa? There is no better time than right now to give our hearts to Jesus. And, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul says, now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of salvation, you know. You know, today, while you hear his voice, you know, don't harden your hearts. And so Jesus wants to come into our hearts. He wants to remember us. He desperately wants to remember us in his book of life. So I'm praying that each and every person will right now, just in your heart, in your mind, in prayer, just reach out and say, Lord, I want you to come into my heart and into my life. And if you would like to get in touch with us for prayer or for some Bible study um, and to continue on this journey, please give us a call. Sharissa is going to give those numbers once again. And so, yeah, I just want to encourage you 
and um, looking forward to the day when all of our names will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. That number is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And uh, maybe on that note, you could say prayer. Love to, love to. Father in heaven, we want to thank you so much for Jesus. We want to thank you that he came 2,000 years ago to extend to each and every person uh, uh, an opportunity to have their names written in the book of life, uh, to restore that which our first parents lost in the Garden of Eden, which was access to the tree of life that would bring with it eternal life, immortality. And Father, through Jesus, your precious Son, we now have a second opportunity, a second chance. May we not let go. May we may we take hold of this opportunity. May we respond to that voice of Jesus who calls out to us today. If you hear my voice, my dear son, my dear daughter, my dear child, please open the door of your heart. And I want to come in and bless you and give you that precious gift of eternal life and union with me and all the redeemed forevermore. Oh, Lord, may this be our prayer. May this be our desire. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of our program today. Really enjoyed it. It's been a real blessing and a lot of hidden gems in the story of Noah. Looking forward to continuing the study with you all again next week at the same time, same place. And don't go away from Faith FM because we've got the Drive Time Show coming live from South Australia. And then just hang around, grab something to eat. <laughs> Be ready because at 8 p.m. tonight, the end.digital is mm, going live amen. with the final three episodes. So tonight, tomorrow night, and then the night after it finishes on Friday of the End of Time series. And tonight's a big topic. It's called the battle at the end. Also want to let you know that we still have, I think, unless the producer's on the phone right now to, to one of the, to someone claiming a prize, but there might be a chance that you can grab today's prize. Christ, our righteousness. Arthur Daniels, written by Arthur Daniels, um, an amazing book you'll want to have if it's still available, going to the first and second person to connect with us here in the studio, 0491-064-669. Friends, remember fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. God bless you. See you next week. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there 